You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is uh, it's July the 2nd, 2020. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And this is one of those weird dates in the calendar year for, uh, especially for Canadian webmasters, because Canada Day was yesterday. Happy Canada Day to everybody. Uh, Independence Day is coming up on Saturday, the 4th of July. And so there's these two days for Canadian webmasters in between Canada Day and Independence Day. You're really not sure if you're supposed to check in or not. Because it's like nobody in either country has really checked in. You know? Yeah. yeah. So happy birthday, everybody. <laughs> That's a good way of, good way of saying it. Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because we hit it with like sort of the, the sort of like cusp, right? It becomes like this super long weekend yeah. um, over here, especially, and I imagine people like, like yourself, where our, our client base and our, most of our friends are in the States and they're all taking long weekends. We're taking long weekends. It's a little different when it happens on like a Monday and a Thursday or something, but we, we're sharing this, the same weekend. This is like, if it, if it wasn't for, uh, for, 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 for the COVID, the pandemic and the, uh, the lockdowns, this is Wednesday is the optimal day to have Canada day. I've decided. There's there's no better day of the of uh, of the week for 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 our holiday, because I mean check this out like like Wednesday you take the day off because it's Canada Day. It's really hard to go back to work on Thursday. I mean I admit I'm sitting at my desk right now, but I'm you know only kind of sort of here. Um, <laughs> tomorrow, do you really think the Americans are showing up? Yeah. And they're probably not showing up Monday either, right? What do you think they're showing up tomorrow? Really? No, no, I don't. I actually have a lot of clients who are. Sort of, they've let me know already. 
saying. I mean, I knew this. I've been to this rodeo enough times. <laughs> so, like, I can't stop telling you, man. Like, Wednesday is the best day for Canada Day, and I hope they schedule it for next for Wednesday and next year. Yep. <laughs> well, well, we'll talk to the organizers. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> How are you doing? Right. Is week, we, it's we week had 17, a, we had week 18? Week. Again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last week, okay, we've had the luxury the last couple of weeks of having amazing guests on, on the show. And so uh, we haven't had to like really think about news or report on a lot. And unfortunately this week we don't have a lot of guests. In fact, we have uh, none. Um, <laughs> so uh, what did you see happening this week? I mean, it's, it's hard to choose a big story in this week, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, uh, there's, there's ones that like are, are, are sort of bigger news than others. There's ones that are just fun. I'm going to start with one that's just, fun for me um and and this is one uh it just crossed my radar i'm so happy like two minutes before we were we were coming on um is google has made an acquisition um of north Um, oh i heard about this yeah yeah it's 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 i'm super super stoked because i was sort of sad that their other one was was a horrible train wreck oh i should i should say what i mean by other one well Uh, set this up what is north um, North produces a really, really nice, fashionable line um, of basically augmented reality glasses. You can think Google Glass, mm-hmm. um, except not creepy because they don't have the <laughs> camera um, pointing out of them. Right? They're, they're not meant to be a camera into the world. Um, they operate entirely through Bluetooth with your phone and um, they come apparently, and I, I haven't actually found a, a picture of what this particular piece of the device looks like um but yeah basically something you can control with your thumb to sort of like scan through whether it's messages or whether it's information stuff but basically it acts as as augmented reality as a as a secondary um access to information that that displays inside of your glasses over top of the real world um that's completely invisible from the other side of the glass so nobody knows you're you're wearing them but it's okay uh because as noted it's not creepy like Google was. <laughs> like Google <laughs> Glass. Yes, yeah, so like Google so Glass. Second really cool thing about North is it's uh, a Toronto-based company. They're homies. I'm so pleased about this. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, you you know me. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Um, this is sort of a, like a, a technology like this. Have you this? is sort of This the, is going to be cool. First generation of augmented reality. That, of, of, of this era of augmented reality. I guess we'd be on Generation X. I, I don't know which one specifically, right? Like we had Pokemon Go that was augmented reality, but like mm-hmm. just the wearable on your glass. I guess version one would be like Google Glass. It was horrible, um, you know, or Google Cardboard. But this is the first one where I'm like, ooh, if this can just take off, then we'll remember all the in the world where they work. Do you remember all the reasons you thought you had to have Google Glass? Um, you know, all your all, all your friends would have it. Your competitors would have it. If you're at a conference, your uh, the the person sitting beside you might get the yeah. answer faster than you because they could heads up display it way quicker than you could like type on your phone. Um, mm-hmm. Hundred hundred different reasons why you needed it, but then there was Robert Scoble Scoble in the shower, um, and and all that sort of stuff. Uh, not that Robert Scoble, uh, well, actually, no, Robert Scoble's shower is creepy, no matter what, in any circumstance. But, uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> that was an unfortunate. Uh, Robert Scoble was the uh, spokesperson for Google Glass, and he wanted to demonstrate that they could be used in the shower. Uh, 
not uh, not the smartest PR move of all time. <laughs> That's really cool, though. Uh, I could I could actually see this working, especially if they can get it to market before uh, COVID ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Um, I mean these these are the sorts of things that just you know you you look at them and you you see them and go like and it's why I wanted Google Glass to work. Um, although I in in sort of this format I, I think is much better. Um, but I think this is the thing that is that next generation that changes the world, right? I mean, they, you know, there's, there's many things that do, um, but this access to, to information, um, in a, in, in an environment like this is, is dramatic. And, and, and I think this one won't do it, right? This isn't going to be the, the catalyst into a brave new world. Um, or, or maybe it'll be the catalyst, but it won't be what creates the brave new world, but, um, I, I think as soon as this technology evolves a little bit, as soon as you can use eye movements to, to signal, you know, the, the, the switching between screens, as soon as, you know, the, these sorts of things, as soon as it enhances a little bit more. And this, um, this mightn't be. I think this that's when be, everything, everything changes. This mightn't be the vehicle to the, to the great new world, but uh, I bet you it's a tool that people use to get themselves there. Um, and again, this is this, if, 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 users adopt this and then creative marketers or creative arch archivists or um, creative business entrepreneurs. Um, I could see this being a, 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 a way to facilitate tour the tourism industry without having to gather large groups together. Certainly. And, and but then of course there's, there's this massive other side of things where the host of problems, right? Imagine that now you're a police force and you're trying to impose um, you know, no texting while driving. Good luck with that. No movies while driving. Don't cheat on your test, right? Like, good luck with all of this stuff. <laughs> well, so, you know what? So if, the, if the cops actually wanted to busy themselves with stopping people from texting and, and driving, they, 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 it'd be wonderful to see them do that. <laughs> I don't think that they're really concerned about it in the first place. They just say they are. You know what? They keep ticketing people out here, so maybe I'm a little like... <laughs> oh, you, you guys are so lucky. You're not being killed by people like um, texting away while driving? Okay, yeah. Oh, my God. You guys are so lucky. Um, yeah. Chibana. <laughs> You, you, you got it. You got to be. You, you got to see it to believe it. Okay, that's really cool. If uh, you know, there's, there's no 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 easy way to get to the Facebook advertising revolt. I was hoping to find a segue there, but if you ever feel like you've been hit by a car, you might feel like you're Mark Zuckerberg. Um, dude lost like uh, almost ten billion dollars in, in in personal value. Um, not to mention what people think of him. Um, what do you think about the Facebook advertising revolt? I mean, Coke joined the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, you know, I mean, there, there are some serious issues. Like we, we've talked about them many times. I, I, I look at, at some, some serious issues going on with Facebook right now. Um, I don't feel sorry for Zuckerberg. Like the money comes back, right? <laughs> it, it just does. It's not. It's not real money that he just uh, lost. And, yeah, and it, it, it'll be back as soon as the advertisers come back, right? Like that's that's not. And really, he's only the fourth fourth richest person in the world now. No longer the third. He's the fourth. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I mean, Seriously. okay. And then August hits, and 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 there you go, right? Like. Well, that's um, assuming the advertisers come find, back. Oh, sorry? That's assuming the advertisers come back, and that's assuming that those ad strategies actually were driving more traffic than the advertisers will find 
when they find other ways to spend their money in the month of uh, month of July. Well, and that's that's always the the risk, right? And I mean, we heck, we talk about this as as um, you know, coronavirus was sort of sweeping in, in in our shows of like, what do you do? And um, you know, some of our friends, you you me, and I know we were doing it, sort of offering to sort of free services and this and that to clients to sort of buffer things up and make it more affordable, just because. It, it's harder to kickstart these things. Once people have moved that budget, it's mm-hmm. hard to get that budget back. But I, I couldn't help but picture a bunch of like CEOs and CFOs and, and VP of marketings all sitting around boardrooms going, how do we cut costs? Right. How do we, how do we deal with this? Right. The, the, the coronavirus outbreak and, and those sorts of things have, have cost us a lot. How do we trim money? And then somebody, somebody just had that thought well, why don't we boycott Facebook? And then everybody went, oh, okay, well, let's just do that. Right? Like, there is part ah. of me going, you know what? I don't know whether all of a sudden, just magically That's pretty cavalier, overnight. don't you think? Like, well, I don't know. I've... The volume of them that suddenly went in there. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, maybe I am a little, a little, a little callous on, on that one. Um, I mean, but I, I, I can't think that they were all going, gee, we were making so much money. And we have so much money to spend, and we didn't need to make any well, cuts. That, oh, yeah, no, this just, is some, this is something I'm wondering. Corporations like, you know, well, well, definitely known for associating themselves with uh, causes when it's smart to, um, not necessarily known for doing for cutting off their nose to spite their face. So, if Facebook ads are making the money, I have a hard time seeing them cutting that siphon off or siphon cutting that 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 spigot off right um so this makes me wonder like you have so many companies jumping on board how much is it really costing the companies it might be costing facebook a a hell of a lot of pretty pennies but how much is it really costing the companies are they losing money because they're losing they're losing those uh customers i don't think so so it'll be interesting to see how this shakes down tomorrow it will be. And then what happens on the organic Facebook side, right? Like that, that part is also interesting to me too, because if all of a sudden all of these advertisers are gone, well, that it, the space doesn't disappear, right? Like there, well, I scroll, there's still stuff. So what ends up happening to organic and, and the traction there? And, and what do these advertisers do on Facebook now that they're not advertising? Right? Like, well, they still have social media managers. They still have people doing stuff. What are they going to be doing? And, and that part is interesting <laughs> as well. Hiding under the desk going, please don't look this direction is my guess. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, now that, now that Facebook has, like, cut off um, and so many uh, vile actors in, in the environment, it's all unicorns and bunnies. So I, I imagine they're going to go dancing down the... Uh, down the cyber brick road hand in hand with that guy who has that big head on playing the uh, Burger King. That's my guess. I got a really weird imagination though. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen, but you know what? With Facebook, when you've lost Lego, you know, you've lost the moral high ground. So Facebook is going to have to make significant changes, not just like um, superficial changes. We'll see. We will. Well, you know what? I don't know if we should take a break now or uh, let's go with one more story. Then we'll take a break. I think we got Sounds time good. for it. Yeah. What would uh, John Smith do? 
That's the thing that I think most SEOs are asking there. I put this up on my on my my my, my Facebook profile uh, first thing when I first saw the story this morning. What would John Smith do? Because I think it's a really good way of separating who comments back, right? <laughs> There's other people say it's like either you know the, the pun or you don't know the pun. Yeah. Okay, so John Smith is is Google bots alias when uh, Google sets up a. Uh, profile, a shopping profile on your e-commerce site, creates and fills a shopping cart that leaves it sitting, like, tipped over beside the exit aisle. <laughs> Jerk. Um, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about uh, that? I mean, did, you, you, knew, you knew Google did this already, right? Filled out forms and followed things just to see if it works or not. But the reason they go all the way through the website to fill out your shopping cart was amazing. The Wall Street Journal got a response from them. Did you did you did you see that? I, I've read a summary of it, but uh, I haven't read the full story on the Wall Street Journal. Okay, so apparently Google, so people were people people sort of knew that Google could fill in forms. Like, yes, Google and Google is happy to fill in a form to verify that what you're saying in other parts of your web page or your Google My Business listing or whatever is in fact valid. So Google will do anything it can to verify other pieces of information that you're putting out. If all the stuff checks out, Google's going to look on you favorably. As it turns out, Google will actually fill in your shopping cart to see if the price, including taxes, matches what you've advertised elsewhere. I kid you not. That's what, the, that's what they, they said to the Wall Street Journal. See, and I kind of assumed <laughs> as soon as I first heard this story that it had more to do with the reduction in ad spend that they're making now. And so now they're just they're just buying stuff. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's, I think it's a, a great call. I think it could create some potential problems for, for e-commerce sites because you can get that. It, it could hold inventory. Like if you only have like one or two left, it, it could be yeah. causing problems where somebody can't purchase something while it's sort of held. Well, it kind um, of fudges the analytics somehow site. too. It, it does. And so you banned you can't just block anybody named John Smith. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> like you sort of go, okay, release inventory. If it's John Smith abandoning the cart, um, you know, cause what if there is some, some poor bugger named John Smith just trying to buy something. <laughs> Here, here's what I can. That. So um, it, it is something good to know. And I think if people did see a problem, yeah. What, can I, what I don't understand is now that the bots out of the bag on this, so to speak, um, why, don't um, why doesn't uh, Google just uh, create an identifier? Like it's not like you have to hide this anymore. Like like it's not like it's a secret. Yeah, yeah, and kind of. I mean, you know what? Heck, even just come up with a name that is so obscure, you know, alphanumeric sequence, and go. This is what it is. So anytime you see this thing come through, oh, you know what? I was like. Right, of course. Now they're actually probably going to change it from John Smith because as soon as you know that, you would make sure everything's synced <laughs> up for John. <laughs> like, as I was talking through it, I'm like, oh, wait, that's why. And now they're going to have to change it from John Smith. <laughs> yeah, dis disallow John Smith. Yeah. Good luck. Okay, we got to take a break. It um, It's about 20 minutes past the time that this live to recording uh, webcast of Webcology on webmaster.radio, radio.fm just started. So on behalf of Jay Davis, Peace, I can marketing. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Ways Media. It is the 2nd of July, 2020. You're listening to Webcology and Webmaster Radio.fm. Stick around. More after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. 
Back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 2nd of July, 2020, week 18 of COVID lockdown. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beast on Internet Marketing. And just so listeners know, um, we have a, uh, we have the, we have, you know, everyone has been involved in Zoom calls or, 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 or go to meeting calls or whatever, <laughs> when they, they have to have like that. It's, it's, all, it's almost like talking in stop motion because the internet is, so strained from like the huge amount of video and uh, 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 movies and just bandwidth that's being being demanded on it. And the damn thing is holding up pretty darn good. But uh, we're experiencing technical difficulties half the time because I think Dave is hearing me coming through like a stop action figure. <laughs> it is. So if I, if I interrupt you, uh, pardon me, I just may not, uh, may not know, but you're right. I mean, the internet's holding up surprisingly well, given that a bunch of engineers with some duct tape have like basically glued this thing together. Um, I mean, if you actually, if you think of what the internet is, this is like, this is actually, this is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> goes to show you decentralized authority. It works. Okay. Um, where do you want to go? Did you, uh, did you see Bruce Clay's declaration of SEO? No. Okay, so because because it just came out and it was published by a uh, by a third party publisher, um, publishing a PDF. And I'm sorry, I don't have the link to the PDF, but I do have the six points of the Declaration of SEO. Now, um, Bruce Clay is one of the originals. Like Dave and I are super duper like insane old hands. Bruce Clay's been in it longer than us. Um, in fact, I think Bruce Clay may well have been the person who coined the phrase um, search engine optimization and also coined the phrase organic SEO or organic mm-hmm. uh, search rankings. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's also the, the person or whose company came up with the search engine relationship charts. I remember we all depended on those in the early days when there was actually a whole bunch of search engines. Um <laughs> And he wrote a set of values um, 
SEO common values that I think were fairly well adopted by the industry. Um, they're definitely would be dated by today's standard, but back then they, you know, they were a good, a good mission statement and, and, and again, a set of values, eh? Yeah. So Bruce Clay declares a declaration of SEO. Um, astute, astute listeners might note that it's really close to July the 4th and notable declarations have happened on that day. So <laughs> um, <laughs> Bruce, uh, Bruce has issued a declaration of SEO. In the course of business, it becomes necessary for both brands and SEO professionals to take responsibility for the performance of websites that, run, that they run and manage. We hold the following six SEO truths to be self-evident. So you see where this is, where this comes from, or where it was informed. Um, no, no footnotes necessary. Uh, number one, SEO needs to be strategic initiatives across the company. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. SEO should beat the competition, not the algorithm. Yeah, okay. SEO done right cares about content architecture. Right on. It's not the job of the SEO to make a pig fly. Somebody had to say it. Cheap SEO is a near-death experience for both the SEO and the person having their site worked on. <laughs> um, and SEO is done when Google stops changing things, when Google stops changing things and all your competition dies. Well, Thomas Jefferson might have worded things a little differently, but you get the gist. Yep. Um, I don't know. I think that's... I, I like it. You know, I got a whole bunch of stuff I could say and be really funny and, you know, just make jokes and stuff. But at the end of the day, I got to say, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You can sort of dig, but you can tell the sort of tongue in cheek in there. It's like those, just those kernels of truth, right? Like you're not fighting an algorithm. You know, you're fighting your competitors. I mean, not if your competitors are fighting algorithm, you know, I mean, then you're probably winning. Goes, right. And ask me on the date of, of, a, of an uh, algo update, right. Or ask any SEO and, you know, or heck, certainly back in the Panda Penguin days, <laughs> mm -hmm. it was a very different conversation around that, but I, I get what he, what he means. Um, and yeah, there's, there's really nothing fundamentally wrong in, in any of those statements. Right. Do, I do, do appreciate good things happen. I do appreciate number four. It is not the job of SEO to make a big fly. <laughs> and number five, because it is so true, cheap SEO is a near-death experience. Oh I mean, yeah. Do you remember? And this is this is this is something I think that 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 uh, newer SEOs definitely need to definitely need to to, to 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 keep in mind. Do you remember the early days when you were afraid to set realistic prices? Did you ever have that problem? Sorry, it actually cut out for me right there. So you're, you're, I didn't did you, hear the did, problem. <laughs> when, uh, in your, in your early days when you were starting your company, when, uh, when, mm -hmm. when, when you and Mary were getting beanstalk together, did, were you scared to charge your worth? Like what, what, what the service is actually, uh, what you should be valuing it for? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, all of us do. And then you, you hit those points and I, I and you probably hit them too. All of us do, right? Where, where a little bit of scarcity suddenly hits and you're like, oh, I need to like, you know, drop my rates to, to, to get things in. 
And then it's like, but but then you don't have time left to charge what you're supposed to charge, right? Like, that's what I found anyway. It's like suddenly it's like, oh, but all my time is being taken doing the jobs to try and that that I can't charge as much for, right? And and then all of a sudden jobs come at me, and I'm like, well, I don't have time. <laughs> and and you're obligated to something that's paying you not enough to actually get by, and you still have to do all that administrative stuff that you got to do when you run a business, which takes a couple hours a day for real. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, you and 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 every time you cut your price, you add hours to your day. Um, just something I think younger SEOs need to keep in mind, especially when um, we're going to see. I think uh, res- both a resurgence in the market. We're going to see a lot more customers coming into the marketplace, mm-hmm. but we're also going to see a lot more competition because people need to make ends meet and developers and, and other webmasters with other skills are going to start moving towards SEO because it's a fairly easy entry service, right? I think Dave might have blacked out for some of that. Yeah. Or I might have blacked out for some. It's really hard to tell. I, I did, but I, but I, but I am back. Um, <laughs> well, it, it, it's it's one of the. It's an easy and it's unfortunate, right? They, where it's an easy tack on. I mean, I've lost contracts that I'm sure you have too, right? And I, probably most of our listening audience, certainly SEOs or or people in agencies, are like, well, my web designer said, and and then the web designer is suddenly an SEO now, um, and 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 offering that service. Which is, which is, of course, annoying. Um, and then there is the plus side because six to nine months later, when, when they come back, they now understand <laughs> the difference between SEO and, and, and other, other services, right? And, and if everybody just stays in their lane, you end up there. It's like, I don't do design. I pass them to designers who then pass them back, right? It's, it's, it's just a better way to go. But um, anyway... By the way, speaking of the past, uh, remind me to remind stick around at the end of the show. I got a message for you. Uh, that just reminds me. <laughs> um, okay, let's let's jump to another thing. Uh, weird, weird one, and I think this is going to uh, maybe um, set a bunch of people off doing dumb things. So be careful. Um, <laughs> it's one, of the, one of these weeks, you know that you know it, it's. Uh, 34 degrees in Toronto today, and even with my air conditioner cranked, it's so hot here, I can't even think. Okay. Um, John Mueller, in a uh, uh, SEO discussion on Twitter, put out the cryptid se- cryptic sentence, I imagine the top-ranking sites don't use any SEO plugins. He put that sentence out in answer to um, a poll um, asking which SEO plugin is perfect for SEO. After receiving 814 votes, um, Jenny, otherwise known as at your Jenny Jan, uh, got a response from John Mueller, uh, which must have been heart sinking. I imagine the top ranking sites don't use any SEO plugin. Uh, Could you imagine having uh, so much of your SEO effort run by, say, the, uh, the I don't know, the Yoast SEO plugin um, or the all-in-one or whatever, like, and then, and then reading that and going, oh, your stomach just falls out? <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, the thing is, and, and, and you know what I know, like, these, these plugins are great for, for 
for what they do, right? For, for you know, sort of average, small, many medium-sized sites, they, they get the job done. Um, but yes, if you have a large development team and can be like going to the nth degree and have everything built, um, let's, let's be honest, like a lot of them aren't in, in WordPress to begin with, so that's not even a discussion they're having, <laughs> right? Like I'm not thinking IBM is powered by WordPress plugins, right? Like, no, that's not happening. So, I mean, he, he'll be talking about those. And also, yes, ideally, you're just building it in. Even if you are in WordPress, ideally, you are actually just building in the functionality that you need, right, into, into the theme itself. And if you were a large site, if you were a major site, you would just have developers doing that rather than getting plugins to do it for you. So but you're right, it would be a little disheartening, but I hope our listeners don't take that as a, oh, I shouldn't use plugins unless you're a theme developer building this stuff directly in there or you're not in Word, you know, or, or I guess I shouldn't say WordPress only, but like you're not in, in something supported by plugins. Uh, uh, Drupal uses it's, it's, it's things like plugins, um, yeah. uh, modules or add-ons. Yeah. Um, unless you want to screw with your code base, which um, I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Go for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you probably should be using a plugin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have I have Yoast on a number of sites. I have many that I don't, and that's what made me think of that. Is I work on a lot of like on on the small medium sites where they don't have a dedicated you know developer or development team on them. Yeah, you know, it, it Yoast is my go-to. There's, there's, I'm not saying it's the you know best or worst. I'm amply familiar. I know its ins and outs. I know its strengths and weaknesses. So I, I like it. Um, but there are other ones. Um, but yes, on the like really advanced sites even wordpress we just edit the theme well i don't i'm not a developer we've already covered that part but <laughs> um you know we, the theme is just edited by capable developers who build in what i need into mm -hmm. the theme rather than the nuts requiring um well, know, again that's a luxury that you have or that your that your client makes available to you or when you're getting a uh, a new site built that yeah. you can have built into baked into the site yeah. Um, for many SEOs, and I think for, for, for many webmasters, there's not a lot of choice. No, and for a lot of people, it's not worth it. Like, I work on a lot of sites yeah. where we don't because it's not worth the advantage. None of your competitors have this advantage. Like, yeah, there's going to be a little speed boost, but for the same money it would take to rebuild, you know, we can do, yeah. you know, pages upon pages of good quality content that'll serve you better. <laughs> so... Um, incidentally, I have, uh, I'm going to step on a, uh, pretty big limb. Um, content is, was king of the last core update, but it has to be supported by relevant links, but content was absolutely king. Um, I just, I did, I did, uh, uh, June over May over, uh, 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 uh well, this time I did June over May over February slash January uh, uh, analytics because trying to figure out post-COVID analytics is impossible, so you need to get different months in there. But um, yeah. content updates were rewarded in, on the sites I'm working on big time. I uh, it was just um, you ever had you ever had one of those really weird like stupid stats that you want to report so badly but you know it's meaningless but it's so staggering. <laughs> I can't tell you who it was for. But one of the stats I got to report, totally tongue-in-cheek, 
was a 178,600% improvement in traffic. Wow. They had one view before I did the work, and then they had like, you know, 1,700 <laughs> views after that. <laughs> but that feels so great to type out. 176,600. <laughs> <laughs> then just to save face, you have to explain why it's a joke. But you yeah. still got to type it. Right. I, well, that's, I, I, I have hit those as well. And you know what? It's, it's interesting you bring that up because I've actually got a client in a very, very frustratingly similar spot. I mean, not, not to, to that extreme, but where um, the COVID environment is, is serving to my benefit and detriment. And I can't really understand what's going on because they've got this sudden spike in traffic because they are in travel, but things are loosening up in their area. Um, so they've got this sudden spike. I'm watching ranking reports. The rankings are going up dramatically, but I'm like, it's all being hidden behind this other spike. Like, I want to show you fancy stuff, right? <laughs> I want to show you year-over-year metrics normal right now, but I don't get to, right? A bunch of things crossing over into the first page. Anyway, so you do get those sort of, you know, I guess just a, just a note. I feel the frustration of any of our listening audience for going, but I want to show you year-over-year stats because they would be good. And I can't show you year over year stats, or I can, but the traffic changes are either going to be bad because things are still down or artificially up because like this client that, that I want to report to, they went into free fall for two months and now they're recovering. And so they are just up a bunch, <laughs> but I can't report on, on, on sort of the gains I would like to. So I, do, I get to show the big numbers that you do, but they're just looking at them going, yeah, that's because we took a loss for two months. <laughs> So. In that, now that you mention it, though, I don't know about you, but I know for sure that I would absolutely benefit from doing a show on uh, on post-COVID analytics and how to report at more accurate results in a post-COVID world. How do you interpret this? What does this spike here mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, a lot of this is going to be very, very interesting also to be reporting on next year. Hopefully we're sort of through all of this. And then, of course, next year, I'm going to have the reverse problem. I'm going to be looking going, oh, my year over year metrics suck. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be great for this time when they were down for two months. And then all of a sudden it'd be like, and you're down 300 percent or something like that, even though things are great right? because of this spike. So it, it's going to be it is going to be weird and figuring out how to report. You're right. It's, it's going to be interesting because all of us are on different time frames. Like we can't just all go, oh, okay. And this month, this well, no, but we all have one one um, relatively similar um, date. That's uh, about March 17, March 19, somewhere in there when the pandemic was declared. Mm-hmm. That's when everyone. That's when. That's when lockdowns started happening, um, and they might have been within a week or two weeks of each other. But that date was when the public consciousness changed. Right. Um, again, how governments dealt with it or anything, I don't know. But I bet you if, if, if you go all the way back in Facebook, um, you would see the tone and the subject of uh, what people were talking about uh, just you know, radically change right on, the, on those dates. Um, so we all have one start. We all have a similar starting point. But you're right. Depending on the business, the region, the sector, um, who the uh, yeah. normal customers are, 
there are so many different ways to tell the story of the numbers that you see. Um, and it's been, it becomes really subjective after that. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And then we, you know, we've got clients and, and it's, it's a wonderful, I'm sure, you know, I, I, for people who have similar clients or are in a similar industry, it is wonderful to be in. We've got a client who's in agriculture, like beef and just nothing, just, 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 I mean, flatlined in a good way. Like their year over year metrics are as solid as they ever were, right? Like it just the reporting just didn't change. It's like, you know, it turns out people like to eat ground beef all the time, right? Like <laughs> just nothing changed. And they're, you know, you, you look at somebody like ranchers, for example, and go, okay, I'm having to tell ranchers, you don't go off the ranch that often and you need to stay six feet apart. Like, were you ever six feet together with people? <laughs> These are like just nothing really changed for, for a lot of them. And uh, so, yeah, it was interesting where the, the metrics are, they're up, uh, you know, over last year, about what they were before. But like, it just, it, it, it's a, and also a very resilient crew who deals a lot with different adversities that just kind of went, okay, well, this is today's adversity, right? And then, you know, on, on they went. So it, it's interesting to see those sorts of sectors in the mix of, um, you know, ones that are, are big, you know, winners and, and losers, right? I mean, we've got a client who sells 55-gallon drums of hand sanitizer, right? Like, that went pretty well for them. I imagine. Right? I just, <laughs> um, you know, they couldn't keep it in. So, you know, they were a big winner out of, out of the entire thing, um, you know, and, and then on the other hand. Although... How know, do you get that home from Costco? She shouldn't. <laughs> like honestly like you, you put that in your trunk and you got no room for anything else no well she's a uh she does um soap making supplies jesus so that and that was just part and parcel she's just always carried this and she refused to gouge so she couldn't keep it in stock she just mm -hmm. went no i'm just i'm not raising my prices right i just won't do that um and so she just started limiting what she would ship to any one address and off they went um, unless your address was a hospital, in which case she'd send you big 55-gallon drums. <laughs> like a good honor. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, they're great. Anyway, um, but we should have a show. You bring up a good point. Um, we will all brainstorm. And for, for anybody who thinks they could cover this or that they know somebody who will, um, you know, fire off a tweet to uh, Webmaster Radio. Um, and with some guest ideas, because I think that would be a great idea, is, is some strategies for dealing with reporting um, now and, and as we move forward through recovery, um, you know, in, in sort of how do we change what metrics, how do we change what we're, what we're saying? I know what I'm doing, but I'm not saying it applies to everybody and I'm not saying it's, you know, the best way. So I, I think that'd be a really, really interesting well, show. What I find I'm doing is again, so subjective to every client that I don't, mm -hmm. I, reporting is, I, I love, I used to, my favorite part of the month is reporting period. I really love reporting period. Um, usually it's it's generally positive, And if it isn't, it's always curious. Um, it's also a fairly mindless task, right? Except now. Because now every report is different. Every report is telling like, like, like there's no set narrative anymore. So yeah, I'm, I'm really curious. And, and uh, I know that in my business, I am killing hours making custom reports and there has to be a better way. So, and I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it's something I'm misunderstanding. I'm, I'm hoping it is anyway. 
Okay, this is an opportune time to take a take a second break, and when we do, we're gonna we're gonna quickly reset our connection to see if we can get rid of this like uh, weird gremlin we have um, that's that's causing a delay between uh, Dave's voice and my voice. So, on behalf of Dave Davies, who hears this in a very clippy sort of way, uh, this is Jim uh, from from Beesaw Internet Marketing. This is Jim Hedger from Always Media. You're listening to Webculture and Webmaster Radio.fm on the second of July, twenty twenty. Back after these messages. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology at webmasterradio.fm. It's the 2nd of July, 2020, week 18 of, uh, of the COVID pandemic crisis. And... Uh, I we've gone all show without 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 mentioning it, and I we have to. Um, it's irresponsible not to. Um, there are certain states in which the uh, the new case count is climbing rapidly, climbing terrify at terrifying numbers. Florida, Texas, Arizona, California, Nevada, and about ten or eleven other states. Um, please, like. People are terrified not to reopen for fear that they will lose their businesses or fear that they will damage the economy. And economists and epidemiologists and um, and just countless people, <laughs> the mathematicians, have agreed over and over and over and over again that um, the only way to save the economy is to completely destroy the virus. And um, the only way to completely destroy the virus is for all of us to do a number of things cooperatively and uh, in concert with each other. Things like wearing masks in public so that we don't spread germs as we speak. You make a hard P, you pronounce a T, you uh, say certain words like you use S's and you are just shooting spittle out your mouth. You don't even know what's happening, but you are literally you're dosing people wearing a mask prevents that it will not prevent covid from coming to you but it will prevent your stuff from going to others please wear a mask 
when you wash your hands and you use soap, the COVID, um, pro COVID is actually a protein um, that is wrapped in uh, lipids, lard, fats. Fats get penetrated by soap. And then hot water kills the, po the, the, the protein on the inside. So if you wash your hands thoroughly with hot water and soap and you do it for, a, for about 20 seconds, 30 seconds, you literally, you kill the bug on your hands before it gets into your body. Don't touch your face because it goes in through your mouth, it goes in through your nose, it goes in through your eyes or any mucousy surface. And stay the hell away from each other. That's it. That's all you got to do. And if you do all of those things, then the economy gets to open sooner. But if you don't, if you don't, and, 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 and nobody wants to say, I told you so. This is the last thing anybody wants to say, I told you so on. If you don't, then cases will climb rapidly. And while they might not cause death, they often do, we know that COVID is causing neurological damage. It's causing organ damage and it's causing stuff that is going to become apparent years from now. If you want the economy to come back, stay home now. Stop the spread of this virus. We've been saying this for 18 weeks. The message has not changed. Please. <laughs> Please, for the love of your neighbor and maybe your own business, please stay home and don't infect other people. <sighs> Sorry about that, Dave. That was just Jim's rant for the moment. No, I, I, I get it. I was actually having a, a chat with my, my grandmother um, just a few days ago because, bless her, she's, she's still kicking around. Um, and concerned about this and, and we were having a chat about it and i was like it's like it's like i show up at a party and i have two dozen donuts and those two dozen donuts are the economy and i have one that has sprinkles on it and i tell the kid you can have any one you want and you can have as many as you want but you can't have the one with sprinkles because there's poison on it and, and and that toddler just just goes on and on and on about how they want the sprinkles i go well you can't have any i'm gonna have to throw them all out if you if you can't just, just you can eat any other one just have as many as you want but you just can't have this one and, and the toddler just keeps throwing a tantrum until I have to throw out the donuts it's like we're throwing out 23 donuts because you can't get over this just put on a mask right like that's all that's where I'm getting at on this just put on a mask people um, yeah. anyway that's that's my frustration and it is based I mean I'm just I guess I'll be the the sort of callous one today but it's like it's it's just the economy I don't care if you think you're right or wrong I don't care if I'm right or wrong I don't actually care. What I know is I have clients that I really like who are suffering right now because a bunch of people just won't put on a mask so that we can all just move forward. Right or wrong, it, you're it, not that pretty, you can wear a mask. And, and, and <laughs> how long, like honestly, how long does we in the SEO world, in the tech world, we may be one of the last sectors to really, 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 really get schlomped. I haven't been unemployed since this began, thank goodness. But how long do, do the businesses that we're serving hold out? Like I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to have some large companies in my roster, and these, 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 these guys are resilient. Um, but the small businesses, I don't have any small businesses on my roster anymore. They're all gone. 
and they're never coming back. These guys are never coming back. No, and it it breaks my heart too because these people's dreams. They work. They 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 work their lives to make this happen. Now they've lost everything, literally. Yeah. Yep. No, I know. Infuriating. Um, but you know the the one thing that, that 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 I do take heart from is all of those people who 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 did lose everything are the kind of people who have um, something in them that makes them risk everything. And they'll do it again. And many of them will succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, when we normalize our world because we finally acted like, like cooperative adults. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's move back to SEO stuff. I can't, if I do this one more time, I swear to God, I'm going to burst it. I'm going to burst a vessel. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I, I'm going to, if I can, I'm going to take it because it's speaking of hurting small businesses. Please. <laughs> um, hurt, hurt them away, over Dave. On, uh, uh, over Sorry. on uh, Search Engine Land today, they, they were, Greg Sterling covered a story, and they, I, I remember seeing this before, and they're coming in with a new pilot program. Um, so they're starting to test an ad unit. Um, in sort of the knowledge panel, like the Google My Business knowledge panel, like somebody mm-hmm. looks up your brand and, and then, then you get this like knowledge panel off to the right or, you know, in, in mobile, you know, front and center. Um, and now they're testing ad units. It's like got basically the pictures, your uh, your company name, you know, the, the links, website description. You know, we, we've all seen them a hundred times in a great big ad before it gets down into like your hours, phone number, um, address, that, that sort of thing. Um and, you know, no, I, I've often come to Google's defense on the, you know, it is their property and it is, right? It is their property. But that little box, when somebody searches for my company, <laughs> that little box that my company appears in, mm-hmm. that you, you, you got to just give it to us, Google, right? Like, I think this is one of those times where I'm like, no, I, I, I have often come to their defense going, these are their users when they're having algo updates, right? I mean, we've heard, you know, I've said oh, that. Indeed. These Absolutely. are their users. Yeah. These are their users when they decide they're going to move their ads from here to here, whatever. Like, I'll, I'll come to their defense, but on this one, I'm just like, no. No, this so one if, isn't okay, and I hope it dies. So just to, just to confirm, because I, I can't believe I'm hearing you right, even though I know I'm hearing you right. Just to be sure, though. You're saying that in the Google My Business, in the Google My Business box, or in the uh, 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 box that comes up about your company, when your brand is typed in, your competitor could purchase an advertisement that will uh, either appear or play over top of your over top of your uh, your one box. Yeah, basically, there's it, you, there, there's a bunch of screenshots over of it over on Search Engine Land. Like, I mean, I I actually haven't seen it. Like, it, I I wasn't able to reproduce it. But then I'm in Canada, so I can't reproduce uh, a number of things, and that's why, like, thank goodness people take screenshots. Um, but um, it, it's yeah, it, it's basically taking my branded space. And yes, I know it's Google. It belongs right? to Google. Yeah. The ones and zeros sent across onto my onto my well, onto actually Google's. Uh, browser uh, but that is this sort of space from like no you, you've now crossed a line like we actually this is actually our our space yeah <laughs> we we go to great efforts to like cultivate it and and, and put all of our stuff in google my business to to, to make sure um this is so at least for 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 the google my business profile owner Assuming they verified their own their own profile, is there at least a negative option um, exclusion? I don't want these guys advertising in my listing. 
Dave? No, there, there doesn't seem to be. Um, and there never has been. I remember when they were doing their initial tests on this, because this isn't the first time they've taken this kick at the can. And that is something I would love to see. Right. If they went, okay, there is a opt out. Like there is a, you know what, for 20 bucks a month, we don't bugger about. Right. Like, no, no, <laughs> no that problem. Too. Right. Like I, I would, I would pay that 20 bucks month after month after month to make sure that my competitors, or you know what, even if it's not a competitor, even if they went, we're never going to show competitors just so somebody can't get distracted when they're actually looking to contact me. Right. Like just, I don't want you to see a shiny thing. I just, you're here looking up my brand and this is the biggest spot where I can reinforce who I am. Right. I mean, we had that conversation last week with Jason. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, even if it was just like, so that they don't see fitness equipment in, in, you know, in, in, in this area, I don't know why that would ever show up there, but whatever. Um, you know, I, I don't want people getting distracted, right. While they're looking at my brand. So I, I'd pay that. So, you know, Hey Google, you know, just, just charge me directly to, to not, <laughs> just extort me. It's all right. I, I, I'd pay it. And, and I'd actually complain a lot less if they gave us that buyout. Okay. We got time for one more quickie. Real, real quick story. Word stemming. This one, this one interested me as I came up because there's always been that weird debate. And I think like even most SEOs who keep on top of it are never quite sure if Google treats words the same, if they're plural or singular. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you hear people say, well, definitely they do this or definitely they do that. Um, and they, they seem to have gone back and forth over the years. As things stand now, Google treats them differently. A singular is a singular, a plural is a plural, and they are, they are different words because they mean different things, mm-hmm. according to John Mueller. So that's answered as clearly as John has ever to answer anything. Right. That, that was, I didn't even hear it depends anywhere in there. Nope. This one was unequivocal. They, they definitely treat them different, differently. Yeah. Although it's funny because actually in this one, it probably does depend a little bit on where he is. But, um, but yeah, it makes sense because if I'm looking up books, that's different than book. Right? Yeah. Like, I, I, I want options or I don't, as we often see with singular versus plural. So, Well, again, for the longest time, Google... Um, Google didn't actually. They treated the words the same for mm-hmm. for quite a long time, um, and then they oscillated, and then they wouldn't say. So you do, you know, you do your your, your own check, and you get evidence say one way or another. But unless Google's actually saying so, okay, top of the hour, full clock. That's the uh, that's the, we got to get out of here now. Music. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, <laughs> Dave. On uh, <laughs> it's been a, it's been a clunky show because of the uh, because of the bandwidth issue. But on behalf of Dave Davies from BSI Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Web College on webmasterradio.fm on the 2nd of July, 2020. Stick around Webmaster Radio. Be good to each other. Don't touch your face. Wash your hands. Um, wear a mask. And uh, stay well. We'll talk to you next week. Opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Hello, excellent. Richard, oh my God, how you do? Without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.